everything life and social. I'm your host, Denise Carter, Memphis-born, veteran, single mom, entrepreneur. While I may not have it all figured out, I do have a lot of life to share with you, along with some of my friends, some you may even recognize. Hi guys, welcome. In this episode, I want to tell you a little bit about my journey into the Navy. Uh, You know, we all grow up with dreams. Dreams drive us to be better, to do better. I had dreams. I had big dreams. I wanted to be a mother more than anything in the world, but I also wanted to be an actress. I have traveled around with speech and debate competing in solo acting and poetry, Um, had done a little bit of theater, but, you know, I wanted to go to Hollywood. I had big, huge aspirations. Um, I had a plan. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to go to UT Knoxville. And then, next stop was Hollywood. Um, But I had a job in Memphis that paid for 90% of my college if I stayed there and uh, got a business degree at At the time, it was called Memphis State, now University of Memphis. And um, my parents, which understandably so now, said, you know, Denise, you're not going to go to UT Knoxville. You're going to have to stay in Memphis. You're going to have to pay for your college. You've got an amazing job. The smart thing is to stay here, get your business degree, and work your way through school which makes all the sense in the world now. But at the time, in my 18-year-old mind, that was not part of my plan. I wanted to go to UT Knoxville so bad. And I remember in that moment just really, you know, I had never been the rebellious child But in that moment, I could feel it just come over me. You know, I had done right. I had done what I thought I needed to do to make my plan happen. And now you're telling me it can't. So the first thing I thought of is how could I get away from here and pay for my own college? And I instantly thought about the military. So I told my parents, I said, I'm joining the military. They started laughing, my mom and my stepdad. And I think when they started laughing, it just ignited a fire inside of me. Now I'm thinking they think I can't. And if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to prove to you a thousand times that I can. So I ran upstairs And I thought to myself, well, my grandfather was drafted in World War II in the Army. I'll call the Army. I'll follow his footsteps. He never would talk about the Army, so I didn't know anything about the Army. But what's the phone number? It's got to be something like 1-800-USA-ARMY. And it was. Called them, and they couldn't send me fast enough. So what's the number to the Navy? Oh, yeah, 1-800-USA-NAVY. 
So I called the Navy. The recruiter showed up at my house two hours later, took me downtown Memphis to take my ASVAB that night, and I literally signed and left the only place I had ever known two days later. I didn't say any goodbyes. I didn't tell anyone other than my closest family. It was like I had dropped off the face of the earth. But not before I made a few big mistakes. So the first thing that I did was I trusted my recruiter. And just a side note, I'm all about the military. I love the military. I believe in the military. I think it's absolutely a phenomenal avenue for most most kids graduating high school. Um, but you've got to be really smart about it, and you've got to educate yourself about it, and you've got to have somebody with you at that recruiting office when you're joining that knows what you're looking at, because I did not. So my recruiter lied to me um, and promised me a job so that I would sign for two years, I mean, for four years instead of two years, because I just wanted to serve two. So I wouldn't find that out until way at the end of boot camp, once you get to the schoolhouse and you get your orders. But that's another story. The second thing that I did was I didn't want them to touch my hair. So I went to the beauty salon. I got my hair styled. I got it cut off really cute into layers so it wouldn't touch my collar. And that would earn me the nickname Marilyn for Marilyn Monroe for my hairdo and I'm sure a little bit about my demeanor. The third thing that I would do is I would pack a huge bottle of Rapture perfume from Victoria's Secret, scented shampoo, makeup. I had no idea. My recruiter did not tell me any of this. So I step off the bus. I light a cigarette. I had no idea you couldn't smoke in boot camp. I had a dirty habit. Thank God that's done. But I had no idea. So I step off the bus. I light a cigarette. I've got this Maryland Dew. And I have a suitcase packed full of, <laughs> you know, razors, shaving cream, scented shampoo, rapture perfume, makeup. So... My recruiter had told my mom and my stepdad that they would receive a box within the next week with my clothes that I had on my back and, you know, whatever they needed to send back. But when they started going through my things, they pulled a trash can up to the front of the room and in front of all of these recruits, they took one thing out piece by piece and made me feel like a complete idiot, and they threw it in the trash. So my parents never received the box that had anything in it, and there was no communication. You know, the military has social media now and different ways to talk to your family, and they show videos of the recruits going through boot camp and 
we didn't have any of that. So we couldn't make our first phone call home for several weeks once we joined, you know, once we started boot camp. So my mother literally thought I was dead for the next several weeks. She tried to contact them, couldn't get any word, nothing. She would have nightmares about jumping the fence to come and get me, but she had no idea I was having nightmares about jumping the fence to get out. They did not like me from the first second they laid eyes on me. It was 10 weeks of just total insanity from having to do extra exercise with the SEALs at night after all the recruits were in bed to making me scrub the head, which is the bathroom, with a toothbrush, which is where I would meet what would become one of my very best friends in life. I was scrubbing the head with the toothbrush one night, and I was crying, and I was so upset, and my would-be best friend comes into the bathroom and she's like, Airman Recruit Witten, what are you doing? Why are you on the floor? Why are you scrubbing the head with a toothbrush? And I told her I got in trouble. I had said something that they said I shouldn't have said, but it was nothing that was big. It was like the simplest stuff that I would get in trouble for. She sat up and talked to me for a while. We would end up getting the same duty station getting our first apartment together, starting to see guys at the same time, getting married around the same time, having children at the same time. She had boys. I had girls. And the craziest thing about that is that we've stayed close throughout our life, and it's been over 20 years ago. And our firstborn, her son, my daughter, have been dating for the last four years. They were literally in each other's delivery rooms when they were born. I bought Kelly the pregnancy test to find out she was pregnant with Cameron and I was pregnant with Cassidy. So it is the craziest, most awesome love story. And this all came from a rash decision in a total rage of rebellion to join the military instead of staying in Memphis to go to University of Memphis and it just shows you how like you can think you've got it all planned out but when it comes down to it you don't know which way your life is gonna go but it goes the most amazing and beautiful ways I was miserable in the Navy but it led me to a lifetime of happiness. I met the father of my children in the Navy. We didn't stay married, but we were married long enough to have Cassidy and Kirsten. He is still to this day one of my best friends. I couldn't ask for a better father. And it never would have happened had I not joined the military. The job that I was promised in the military was aviation warfare air crewman. I wanted to be in the back of the helicopters tracking mines from foreign countries and 
I ended up getting a helicopter mine squadron, but as a helicopter mechanic. I worked in the line shack. I serviced the helicopters, the hydraulic systems, the tires. We deployed on ships and we would be gone for two months at a time. And we were considered sea duty, but we actually did get to live on shore. So I got my first apartment with Kelly, who I met in boot camp. And, um, you know, one of the most amazing things is having daughters. They look at my time in the military and the fact that I worked on helicopters, MH-53 helicopters, the world's largest helicopters. And, you know, it really does make them feel, it always has made them feel like they could do anything they wanted to do. You know, my kids didn't grow up feeling as girls that they couldn't do what, you know, anybody could do. And the funniest part is that their dad, who was air crewman and had this awesome job and, um, you know, he had specialized training and, you know, what they don't realize is when he was up in the helicopters and he was tracking mines, you know, because we were mine countermeasures, that he had this huge job, but when he was on land, he was working in the paraloft, sewing flight equipment and flight suits. And so the joke of the family was, you know, dad, you know, was a seamstress and mom was, worked on helicopters. And it was hilarious because even though he did do that, he actually had a really badass job. <laughs> so it's cute though. And he always laughed about it too. But it's just, you know, you you think you have life planned out and you, you know, even in the craziest decisions at the time that you may be making and you may be second-guessing yourself or thinking, why did I do that? Because I promise you so many nights I stayed up in boot camp and I just thought to myself, I've made a huge mistake. What have I done? What have I done with my life? You know, what was I thinking? How do I, how do I fix this? I mean, at one point, I literally felt like I was losing my mind. I was just so miserable. And it didn't help that they really didn't like me. You know, and they put me through so much during boot camp. But at the end, the petty officers called me in their office. And they said to me, Airman Recruit, we thought that you had more potential than just about anybody in here, but we knew we would have to break you down and build you back up. And I just looked at them and I was like, you know, thanks, but you didn't really have to do that. What was I supposed to say? They had just made my life miserable. But I did end up um, stronger in the end. And there are so many boot camp stories, and I'll save those for more podcasts. But I really did end up stronger in the end. It did lead me to the course of my life that would bring me to my children, one of my best friends in life, my daughter's, you know, possibly future husband. And that's just the, the most beautiful part of life to me are the most unplanned things and 
when you get to finally see the fruits of your labor. So you don't know why things are happening and you go, you go through all these hard things and you, you work so hard to get to where you're going and then you get to finally see the way things fall into place. It's beautiful. For instance, when I was growing up and I was a little girl, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with my dad because he had to work all the time for us to make ends meet. So he worked at FedEx during the day. He was a, an amazing mechanic. But when he got home from work, he would work on cars under the carport. And I had my little roller under the cars, and he had his roller. And I would spend the evenings, and I was in charge of the toolbox, passing these tools over to him and sharing these stories. And meanwhile, I was learning so much about maintenance that I had no idea that one day I would be taking the ASVAB for the Navy and I would test the highest in maintenance and mechanics than any other part of the ASVAB, which is why they put me working on MH-53 helicopters. So that is a little bit about how the most unlikely girl in Tennessee uh, decided to join the military and where it took me in life, what, what it meant, what it means, what it continues to produce in our lives. So I hope you guys enjoyed this story, and I look forward to next week um, speaking with you guys again. And I just wanted to remind you guys to uh, take a moment, give me a rating, leave me a good review, uh, because I really, really enjoy this, and I hope to continue to bring a little bit of cheer to you guys each week. Stay safe and stay healthy.